Good morning, Echo Church. I'm Christy Cass, one of the co-lead pastors here at Echo, and we wanted to welcome you to our very first online church experience. I want to give you a little lowdown of what to expect in the next 30 minutes. We're going to kick off our service with a couple songs with our very own Echo Worship Band. After that, Andy and I are going to be sharing a message. Then we're going to go into a time of reflection with a couple songs for you guys to apply what you just learned. A couple things before we get started. Did you know that today is Echo Church's six-month anniversary? Happy anniversary, guys. Second, if you are sitting here with your kids, we have something extra special for you to do with your children. Click the link below and check it out. Third, we want to say thank you for your generosity. Echo Church, you consistently blow us away. If you would like to give right now, super easy. You can go to our website and click the, the Give tab. And last, I would love to just pray with you guys right now before our worship kicks off. So you can close your eyes and bow your heads. Jesus, we come to you right now and we say thank you. Thank you for this creative way to come together this Sunday morning. Jesus, Jesus, light of heaven. 
all his children. Clean hands, pure heart, good grace, good God. His name is Jesus. Oh, we believe it, God. Swing wide, all you heaven.
Hey, what's up, Echo? I'm Pastor Andy, and I just want to welcome you to my digital reality. <laughs> For those that don't know, that's my awkward laugh. Uh, this is all new to us, and I'm just going to cut to the point. Here's the deal, man. We have so many mixed messages today, and I shouldn't tell you this, but I'm going to tell you this. Uh, when I was in college, man, I was infatuated with a young lady. And month after month after month, I had all these mixed messages that, that, that I was trying to interpret. And uh, needless to say, how that story ended is I was dumped by her, even though we were never dating. So I don't know if any of you relate to that, um, but I think most of us relate to this mixed message moment. There's so many people saying so many different things, and it's, it's honestly hard to figure out who to believe. And even though there's mixed messages, I believe there is a clear response that we can find in Scripture. In Acts 12, it says, It was around that time that King Herod began arresting and persecuting certain members of the Messianic community. These are the New Testament people. These are the New Testament. This is the New Testament church. In fact, what he did is he, he had James and Jonathan's brother put to death by sword. This was an intense moment. This was an intense time and anxiety was rising. And when Herod saw how much this had pleased the Jews or the Judeans, he went on and he arrested Peter as well. And this was during a festival. Uh, it was a certain time. Uh, where, where the Jews were going to come and celebrate. And, and so Herod just knew that there was going to be tons of people coming uh, that would kind of get to watch this show. And, and in verse 5 it says this, Peter was being held under watch in prison, but intense prayer was being made to God on his behalf 
by the New Testament church, by the Messianic community, to those who were putting their hope and trust in Jesus. And I'm just going to cut to the chase. In these moments of mixed messages and uncertainty, God is calling us to humble ourselves and to seek his face. We see this over and over in Scripture. The Israelites, as they are following God, man, things seem to be comfortable and safe, but there was moments where they, they just lost focus. And they began to do the things that they wanted to do. And then all of a sudden, uh, these uncertain times would come upon them and anxiety would rise. And, and, and you can see it over and over in Scripture. They would just go ahead and they would posis- position themselves as a humble nation. They began to lean into God, understanding that God could do something that they simply could not. There's another scripture uh, we actually find in Matthew verse uh, or chapter nine, verse twenty-eight, and Jesus had had just come down uh, from this mountain in this moment of prayer with some of his disciples, and and God was showing up, man. And and as he came down the mountain, some of his disciples were 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 like not understanding what was going on because there was this demon possessed boy, and they could not get this demon to leave, and they just couldn't understand it. And so Jesus stepped into that scenario, and he he made that demon flee and released that boy from the, from the bondage of that oppression. And as they were walking away, the disciples simply looked at Jesus and said, why were we not able to do this? And Jesus looked back at them and said, this type of demon only respond with prayer and because of prayer. And I think we're in that type of moment. Again, I I don't really know, and I don't really know what I believe with these mixed messages, but what I do believe is that God is calling us by name. And so what we want to do here at Echo uh, on this Sunday morning experience, digital reality, uh, is man, we want to equip you. And we want to ask you to begin to pray with us. And so I'm going to ask Christy to join me. And we're just going to take a few moments and uh, just kind of give you some practical uh, steps on, on why, how, and what we should be praying for in this very moment. Hey, guys. So Andy and I have been talking a lot about the concept centered around prayer. And we believe that there is so many scriptures that show us why it's important. So we thought right now it would be a great opportunity for us to unpack and equip just why you guys should be praying, how to pray, and what it looks like. And so we thought we'd start with why. Why do we pray? Why is it? Why should we pray, Christy? Because God calls us to. Yeah, he does. There's some scriptural evidence that in times of trial, this is some of the best moments to lean into God. And so uh, why would we pray? Uh, there's a scripture. I think, Christy, you have one too. Yeah. Uh, but in Second Chronicles 7, 14, it says this, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. And then it says in verse 15, Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. 
And I would just like to infuse this word in this moment. I believe God is sitting here and he desires to hear his people. And that's a good reason why we should pray. Yeah, I and I think about when I'm feeling things, especially right now, how we can get anxious or we can become worried that we can have those thoughts. But when you put prayer behind it, there's purpose in it. And so I, it's not minimizing that I may have anxiety or be anxious about the current state that we're facing right now. But when I'm praying and I'm saying, God, this is how I feel or this is what's going on in my thoughts, like, please take those captive. And I love in the scripture, it's Philippians 4 and it's verses 6 and 7. It says, don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praise shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. And so I just think if we're seeking wholeness and it's beyond praying for ourselves, it's praying for other people that God wants us to stretch our perspective and stretch our minds. And I know for me, every time I go to the word or I'm praying, I feel better afterwards. Yeah, I think prayer is just another why would be a prayer is a great substitute for uh, what I would say content ingestion. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now we're fixed to our phones, we're fixed to the screen, and there is kind of a message coming to the world. But when you put and fix your eyes on God, Jesus, man, it diverts your attention. And, and last night at our house, I cracked out my guitar with a friend, and we just started jamming. And man, that was such um, a beautiful uh, moment for me to just fix my eyes on God and to worship God the way I know how. And uh, that's, I think, a really good reason why it diverts our attention mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So how do we pray? I think how, I mean, it's every part of my day. I mean, you can pray by writing it down. You can pray any, like in the morning, you can set time aside. You can pray you know, like with your family or your friends, we definitely challenge you to gather together and pray, especially Annie and I, like we've been praying more intentionally with our daughters, including them in on things. And I just think it's just opening the word. It's giving things to God and asking for him to reveal himself. Absolutely. Yeah. And in fact, what I'd like to do is invite uh, Echo and for those that are watching uh, this video uh, to commit to the next 40 days Mm -hmm. uh, of prayer and I believe fasting. I think when we look at scripture, we see that over and over, that when the nation was in trouble, the world is in trouble, uh, God calls us to this adamant commitment to seek him first. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about this season and this moment of this of our world, but then this church, as God begins to grow us, he begins to, to stretch us and strengthen us spiritually mm-hmm. as we lean into him. Yeah. When, we, when I talk about how we're going to pray, I think a lot of us, we don't know how to pray. Mm-hmm. So, Christy, you had mentioned a really good thing about writing it down and journaling. I think that's a great first step. Yeah, and that helped me a lot when I started praying consistently to just have more control over my thoughts so I didn't get sidetracked or fall asleep. It was the journaling, pen and paper, um, or audi- audibly, like out, out loud, even if you're in your car or you're alone and just like, gives it a little more direction. It's great if you have people you want to pray for to write them down and refer to that every single day. And I think it's a great way um, to talk about how, but we kind of just ventured into the who. And so I just want to, I want to put this on the screen. um, And I hope what people are going to do is take a screenshot 
and make this part of their daily rhythm as they seek God. Because I think who we pray for at this moment Mm -hmm. is very, very important. And so uh, the first who we should pray for, I believe, are are those people that have been affected uh, by the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Uh, People who have lost a loved one. People who have been quarantined. And and just generally people who are in fear of what might happen next. I, I think this is a moment where the Christian church... That people who follow Jesus, man, let's lean into that relationship that we believe we have and ask God to do a miracle in these people's mm-hmm. lives. Uh, how about that uh, second one? Who should we pray for? Yeah, and I think for sure praying for our first responders. First responders. I think being in Rochester is a unique city with Mayo Clinic and Olmstead Medical Center. And, you know, we have 60,000, 70,000 employees that work for our hospitals. And so... Pray for our firefighters, pray for our police officers, like everyone who's a first responder, pray for our nurses, our physician assistants, just the people working these crazy long shifts and taking care of the sick patients. And I think just praying that they feel recharged, they feel safe, that they're equipped medically, that there's enough beds, enough machines, and just all their equipment. And so I know for me, every single day, even just being in our city, like when you drive by those buildings or you have a friend send them a message, tell them you're praying for them, encourage them, send them scripture, send them a song to listen to. And I think even if you're driving to just pray with whoever's in your car for the people that you're driving by. That's a great idea. Um, When it comes to our first responders, I believe actually what we should be praying for is boldness. Yeah. In Acts 2, the Holy Spirit came upon the New Testament church and, and filled them with the Spirit at the same time their response was to to leave the place that they were in in boldness and to proclaim the gospel. And these first responders, man, they are quite a bit like Jesus. In fact, there's a scripture that talks about there is no greater love. There's not many a love that's like this, that a friend would lay their life down for one another. I totally botched that <laughs> scripture. Uh, but the truth is, is there is a love that we get to display, and the first responders are the ones that are showing it on the daily. So I think let's lift them up in prayer. Yeah, I think honoring just recognizing them for what they do. I think they just are like, well, that's my job, but we just value you and we appreciate you and what you do and what you give up and sacrifice every day. Absolutely. Uh, The third group of people that we need to pray for is our government officials. I can't imagine the weight that's upon their shoulders. I can't imagine the amount of um, anxiety they have in the decisions that they're trying to make at their best knowledge. And so I'm praying personally for these people to to sense God in the process. For those of them that don't know Jesus, that they would come to know Jesus in process. But also that God would guide their steps. And that we would be a people who aren't uh, walking around Uh, trying to divide, but to begin to unify. Because what is currently happening is demand, it will demand unity. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's unity and trust in Jesus Christ and believing that God is still in control. We're called to pray. Like I said, there are so many mixed messages, but there's a clear response. We have to understand That the world that we live in is more than what we see. And if we haven't ever figured that out before this, 
this moment and this time helps us understand it. When everything around us, the weather, uh, our normal activities during the day seem normal, yet everything is so different. And I just want to read one last scripture. It's in Ephesians 6, verse 12, and it says, For we are not struggling against human beings, but against the rulers, authorities, and cosmic powers governing this darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly in the heavenly realm. There's more than what we see. And we as Christians, as we as followers of Christ, as the world begins to freak out, is in straight in process, as things potentially will get a little bit more serious, we have a hope. And our hope is Jesus Christ. And for those of you that have watched this message to the end and you're captivated by how we're responding and how we're choosing to humble ourselves to Jesus and to God and pleading with him that he would do something in this moment. I want to invite you into a relationship with Jesus. And the way that you start a relationship with Jesus is just simply surrendering. Surrendering is, is really understanding that the power isn't in your hands. We have a God who sent his son on earth to experience things that we're experiencing today, just like it. Anxiety, pressure. Some of you, I mean, you're being quarantined and you simply feel alone. Jesus has felt every single one of those things. And he invites us into a relationship with him and our heavenly father. And so we at Echo, what do we do every week? We invite you to pray a prayer like this. Because this prayer, it's not the end all, but it's a great start in saying, Jesus, I choose to follow you. So Echo Church, you're sitting back, you're watching this online. Uh, Let's pray this out loud. Believing that God is with us in this process. Let's pray. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and Jesus' authority. Amen. God bless you. I want to encourage you to take a moment and listen to the next worship song that we're going to play and just let this message sink in. Let God begin to bring peace that passes all understanding.
Echo Church, we are so glad that you joined us this morning. We, on a regular basis, want to make sure and give you practical next steps, some ways to apply some of the things that Andy and Chrissy talked about this morning. One is, we want to be ready as a church to respond to all the immediate needs that are going to pop up because of what's going on around the world. We want to be ready to make a difference. So one thing we want to encourage you to do, let's continue to be faithful in our giving. Let's continue to trust God with our finances, knowing that even in the the times where things seem a little bit chaotic, God is still moving, God is still God, and he's still got us. Another really important next step you heard him talk about was the idea for the next 40 days, let's pray, let's give up a few meals, and let's see God move like he's never moved before. Now, one last ask, stay connected with Echo Church. Check out the social media pages, the website, and if you need prayer, if there's something we can do to come alongside you, make sure you call or send us an email. We hope to see you real soon.